right, episode 71 of this fucking show on the Bad Dirty Fun brand. Episode 69-2. Um, <laughs> episode 69-3. Well, I count, I count the episode 69 trilogy as episode 68, episode 69, and episode 70 was the conclusion. But we could make like a 69 trilogy so this, part two. So this is the, so this is the beginning of season 69-2? Yeah, so this is season six nine. This is season two of episode sixty nine. It was the season of sixty nine. Like the first part was just a trilogy, but now we have a whole new story, and we don't know how many episodes it's gonna go. Every title of every episode until there's a there's a oh you hear that fucking motorcycle? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so didn't listen to where where you live is noisy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Until they find a uh, a vaccine for coronavirus, we should just have 69 in the title somehow. Okay. I don't know. I'll- That's probably going to be a lot harder Like when we start doing this episode 123. It takes the pressure 60- off us to say something funny to get a good name for the episode. Yeah. Like Tongue Brady. Yeah. Uh... I mean, at least, at least it gives us uh, something to start with. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of starting with this uh, episode, for the past couple episodes, we've done a pretty good job at not following through on our plans. So let's let's follow through on the plans. Let's follow through on our plans. Let's actually let's let's work on the shed. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is the metaphor. Let's shed. clean the garage out. Yes. Um, so we have. I made a list of 10 uh, cinematic wrestling matches, and I don't know if we're going to draft or just rank them, but um, I, I have the top, basically Let's essentially just the top them. 10. Yeah. The ranking sounds a lot better because uh, we can change it as we go. You know what I mean? Like, we can't, yeah. we, I might say one, oh, that's number one, and then like two later, you're going to be like, oh, but that's, I want to rank that number one, or et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> so, without further ado, Here's the here's just the list, not the rankings of the cinematic mas- uh, matches. Well, would you say deletion. to a match that if there was going to be a cinematic wrestling match right now, what would you say to it? What do you mean? I would say you just made the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> Either you were going to say it right away, or uh, you weren't going to say it at all. So you had a very short leash on that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it at all. Uh, yeah. my my brain wasn't there. Uh, but yeah, here here they are. It's the final deletion, deleter decay, tag team apocalypto. All right, so Ultimate- we, let's let's go quickly on which ones those are. The final deletion is the brother Nero. I knew you'd come. Yes, that is Matt versus Jeff. Okay, um, and then deleter the- decay is uh, the Hardys versus. Oh well, the decay is trying to kidnap. Uh, Matt Hardy's son for King reasons. Maxwell. Yes. Yes. For, for reasons. Um, tag Team Apocalypto is uh, like an invitational tag team gauntlet battle royal. Uh, whatever wrestling. the fuck it is. It's 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 pretty hilarious and it's awesome. Uh, but the Rocket, uh, yeah, the Rock and Roll Express are a part of it. A bunch of indie teams are a part of it. Um, the Ultimate Deletion is Bray Matt Wyatt Hardy and... versus Bray Wyatt. Okay. Yeah, and that's the one that Vince uh had the announcer had Michael Cole shit on right before it aired. And then Corey Graves is like, what, the, what are you talking about? Like Corey Graves is trying to save it 
It's like, why would you shit on your product that you're about to present? Like, why would it you... Was, uh, oh, God. It was the highest rated segment they had on Raw all year. Yeah, and Vince was like, oh, if I don't, if this does well, then uh, I, I guess I really am out of touch. And it did well, so it proves that Vince is out of touch. So fucking, he shouldn't be there anymore, God damn it. Whatever, I don't, ca- I don't care about anything they do. Um, the Wyatt compound match, which was New Day versus the Wyatt family. Um, so I don't remember that at all. Okay. So, is it pre or post the Randy Orton match? Uh, it's pre Randy Orton match. Okay. Um, uh, what was that? Jeez, was that like 27? Yeah, it was 2017 or 2018, I believe. No, I think it was early 2017. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know what? I do remember it now. Yeah. It was them really trying to be the uh, final deletion, but like, not really having the creative direction to do Miss- it. Missing something? It's like if you took all like the quirkiness and like hilarity out of the final deletion, that was the the Wyatt compound match. No, it's like it's like us trying to do uh, Chris and John's awesome show, great job, and we're just like, we're like poop, 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 poop. Just just loud sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> of washing hands or something. Yeah, well, that's actually funnier than that. Okay. That's actually yeah, that's pretty funny. funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we digress. Uh, but anyways, then there was the infamous House of Horrors match. So that was, was Randy Orton. I, I, yeah, again, this was WWE trying to be way too serious with it and making a horror movie instead of making a comedy horror movie, um, which would have worked way better. Um, the Boneyard match, which... It was a boneyard match. I I, th- I think everyone will say that when everyone says when anyone ever says mentions a boneyard match, everyone's just like, yeah, and you just smile a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Firefly Funhouse match, a Funhouse match, which uh, was John Cena versus uh, Bray Wyatt, not really in a match, but as sort of like a a thirteen minute long short film about the death of John Cena. <laughs> There's a clean finish. <laughs> clean finish. Um, awesome, too. It's just so so well done. Yeah, I loved that one. I feel like that. But we'll get to that. We'll talk about... We'll go into the details about them when we're ranking them. Yeah. The Money in the Bank 2020 match, which was both men's and women's matches taking place time. inside WWE headquarters. Uh, and then last, I put the Viking Profits down. <clears throat> so which, I haven't. Which, I've never seen that one. So you still haven't seen it? Nope. Okay. Well, those are ten. So that doesn't mean rank- it's going to be. That doesn't mean it's going to be ranked ten. Well, I was going to say for number ten. I was saying, why don't we just rank that number ten? Because it really didn't get anyone over. Um, it was. It kind of almost jumps the shark in terms of comedy, like cinematic comedy wrestling. Okay, um, so before before we keep going, does Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole not qualify in this? I thought that was more of a regular wrestling match. It just took place in a different arena. There were also some TNA ones that had like it would start off and then go to the back, and it would become a cinematic match almost, and then it would finish in the ring again. Um, oh, there was um shit. What I like actually Steiner. Steiner was, was involved it? with it. Yeah. 
but uh like there was some stuff like that that i that i left off because like a i didn't watch them and b i don't think i've ever watched them to be honest with you i could swear i've watched the steiner one of the tna ones there might have been more than one wasn't there one with dusty Rhodes in it dusty and aj Dusty, like Dusty, baby. Dusty and AJ. That is. I think I, I think I remember facing AJ Styles in TNA one time. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Remember, I think this that would like when Dusty was in TNA. That would have been before cinematic wrestling was a thing. Maybe I'm just getting things mixed up too. Yeah, because um, AJ left TNA in like 2013, 2014. And that's when he started his New Japan run? Yeah. God, that feels like it was so much more recent than that. Yeah, it was a while ago. Six years. But uh, that's a nice uh, Market Basket Diet Cola right there. Uh, caffeine-free variety. Of course. In a, in never a have, never brown will. Can. <laughs> brown can. Brown can, drinking up uh, the sun. Yeah, so it looks like it'd be like... A root beer or a, a cream soda or something? Nope, just a regular old soda. But I uh, feel I feel like one person is going to get that bread fan reference I just gave. Yeah, it might be you. I got it. I know what you're I, talking about. I know. I mean, it was one of the things I no sold and didn't laugh at. Sometimes you got to do that. It's funny. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so how Yeah, I, I put the Viking Prophets last because it was the first time I watched a cinematic match and like as it went on I got less and less excited for it. I was like, Oh, so this is just a bizarre like Hansen's just gonna keep on going into like dreams about like him being cute and then his partner not being cute and then like Akira Tozawa is a ninja now because Bruce Pritchard's taking over and he's like, oh, we got to stereotype this guy. And uh, th- then there was like a giant ninja who showed up randomly who was like one of the NXT guys. The Yeti? Yeah, yeah, he's he's the he's just like this big like black dude and they dress him up like a ninja. And I'm just like like you guys just don't get how to use people at all like you think everything's just stupid and a joke don't you uh i i i didn't like this one so i rank it 10 okay so i tend to agree with you for the most part on most things that aren't goldberg related so i also <laughs> i also rank this 10 do you know who would have a great cinematic match goldberg give me this a goldberg lesnar cinematic match um, let's just give him a worker. Like Goldberg, Goldberg, Daniel Bryan. They go. That's a Goldberg can go like twenty six minutes in that one. <laughs> um, Goldberg, Daniel Bryan in a cinematic. I I feel like Daniel Bryan would be wasted there. He's like he. Could, I mean, if you're good, if you're a good work, if you can work, you can work, brother. That's just a way to put some shine on the on the dog shit that Goldberg has. Goldberg versus Kali in a cinematic match. I was gonna say Boneyard two, Goldberg Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
It's like Undertaker shows up to the boatyard. Goldberg's just sitting on like a throne, just like like looking mean and stuff. <laughs> so he gets up and starts screaming at him, and then fireworks go off, and, and they start throwing under, punches under, and saying stuff to each other. <laughs> Taker shows up to the boneyard. Uh, Goldberg has a literal jackhammer, and he's hammering out the fucking gravestones. <laughs> they 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 use a stunt double to jackhammer Undertaker into the grave. Hold instead on, of I'm, Goldberg. I'm gonna open a window while we're riffing because I'm about to die. Okay. Must be warm where you are. I have my PBAC on. My nice cool bedroom. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen, listener works in this room and she had the AC on today, so I'll yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say I have my AC on right now and it's uh it's nice and cool in my bedroom, so yeah, I can't have the AC on. If you can hear the plans, you could definitely hear the AC. It's better, yeah, because I'm using a a directional mic, so it's not picking up the AC. And plus, I use an EQ to to mix that out. So <laughs> All right, not that feel- though. My breaths still show up. I feel like we should um. After should we save all the fantasy <coughs> ranking match for after, or should we just scream them when we think of them? Uh, Let's just well, scream just, them when we think of them. I'm just saying number number ten for for lack of uh, you watching it or me watching it, not like it, like it. I think that's sort of our lowest ranked. Uh, so it's like ten by default. So number nine. What would you say would be number a good number nine? Um, uh, Wyatt Orton, easy. Wyatt Orton, or would you put Money in the Bank 2020 there? I'm going to think Money in the Bank 2020 is better than you think it is. Okay. Because I about, think it's better than you think it is. What about the Wyatt Compound match? So, I remember being it being cringy. And I don't remember Money in the Bank 2020 being cringy in a way where I thought they were taking it too seriously. And I thought by the time it got old, it did turn into sort of a wrestling match. Um, I also liked the results. I, I saw the results coming. Um, I even said, I was like, I already know who's winning this match. And I did not know who's winning it, like, spoiler-wise. I was like, they're going to give it to Otis. On a side note, is Otis still have that briefcase? I haven't watched SmackDown, so I don't know. I, I, I did watch part of Raw this week. We'll get to that later. But uh, I did not watch. I've not watched SmackDown since maybe the jump to Fox when they started running the Fox Nation ads, and I was just like, "No thanks, this ain't for me." Um, but anywho, I don't know where I stand between the Wyatt Compound and the House of Horrors match. Uh, they're both pretty bad, but I guess the House of Horrors will be number nine since you say it's number nine, and I thought House of Horrors was pretty bad watching it like it was a it was trying to be a horror movie when they should have made it a horror comedy yeah this is one of the many ways they fuck up like they tried to make it like the texas chainsaw massacre reboot movie from like oh three oh four or whatever that came out and instead they should have made it like strictly like nightmare nightmare on elm street part like five or something where you know freddy's eating the pizza with like the kids on it and stuff they could have they could have done like funny stuff but they chose not to. So, yeah. So, number 10 is Viking Prophets. Number 9, House of Horrors. So, now number 8. I was thinking... 
you know, probably the Wyatt compound would go here. No. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so again, that was what the Wyatt family versus the new day. This one was, was really short, right? Um, it wasn't long. It, w- it wasn't like terribly long. I don't know if it was short, like maybe 10 to 15 minutes tops. Like there was no pinfall. There was no, no, it just ended with like a bunch of like, like eyes lighting up, I guess. It was was the effect they were going for, and then New Day got spooked and left. Yeah. Like, okay, I t- so I wouldn't even have thought of this one, and I would. If, I'm putting it together as we go along. Yeah, but this was meant to be more like like New Day's like could have really made that a a, a funnier. Sketch, I would like. You know I, mean? I would love it if they were to have that chance again right now. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like New Day is sort of at the point where they should only pretty much do like hilarious stuff well i just think that anything that they that they choose to do would be good yeah 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 uh, but i mean like biggie is a ridiculous person xavier woods is a ridic- ridiculous person like they could, biggie they could... is a like uh, like he's like like a sick man he's like very very funny that's what i mean like, like he's a, he's a hilarious person like uh like he has a really funny social media presence. Same thing with Xavier Woods. Like they have uh, a very good podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to that podcast. I know it's so, like it's made, it's under the, uh, the the umbrella for WWE, but it's like they do not they do not skip out on shitting on Vince McMahon. They uh <clears throat> they also have uh, AJ Styles show up on Up Up Down Down, and he always loses, and it's pretty hilarious. And, and throws a hissy fit. Yeah, because he complains that, like, the PlayStation controllers are different from Xbox controllers, and that's why. Yeah. But then, like, but then, like when they did the million-dollar challenge for 2K19, and the dude, like, whooped his ass, like, you could tell AJ never played it because he was using the directional buttons, which are the taunt buttons, and not, like, the movement buttons. So every time he would get up, he would, like, taunt. And I was just like, yep, he's trying to move, but he's taunting, and he can't get out of it because he's not pressing the movement button. And there he is. Yep, he lost. <laughs> So he pretty much easiest fucking million dollars someone has ever made. Like I wish I played that game more competitively because if I were in that spot, I would have destroyed AJ Styles and won a million dollars. Anyone would have. You would have. Oh yeah, yeah. Because well, I can uh, control it. Yes. Like I'm, all you have pro- to do- I'm pretty good at reversals too. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is be able to control your guy's movement, and you win that match because AJ Styles couldn't even do that. So, yeah, easiest million dollars ever, and they and they invite him onto the podcast, so or on, onto the show to basically be a bitch about Madden. Do you ever? Yeah, well, I mean, they used to have him on all the time, but now now they've got different people. I like <laughs> you know, they take they take things seriously that shouldn't be taken seriously, and I like that. Yeah. Um, but that's not what this countdown is about, god damn it. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring it back to the countdown. So the Wyatt compound is number eight. So number, number seven. seven is Money this in the is Bank. Where we, I was going to say, this is where we start to get to sort of ranking these at a more critical level. Um, you like this one. I don't hate this one, but it's not certainly not one of my favorites. Um, so, I mean, of the... Yes, I think there's a a clear evolution line in the sand of this one and the ones that we're going to talk about after it. Yeah. 
So this one, um, they combine both men and women's Money in the Bank matches. Um, it, it, it was pretty... I don't know how to describe it, really. It was, I, we've talked about it at length here on the podcast, too. Uh, like, Stephanie McMahon made a, a, a cameo during it via a Zoom call. Um, and they edited it in like it, she was actually there. But you could tell yeah. she was just, like, standing against the wall at like her house or something. The corpse of Vince McMahon was in the room. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, when... AJ and Daniel Bryan broke into uh, Vince's office. What they should have done is had Vince still frozen from the Edge and Christian, Christian show. Uh, so, have we talked about that? Um, I brought that was what I thought of because I I actually like the Edge and Christian show. I, I love the Edge and Christian show. Um, and one of the things they do is they have a remote and they freeze Vince. He's about to fire them, and yeah. they free, they they pause it just before he can do it. So he's just frozen in his office, and. Uh, it would have been great if Vince was just like in that pose, like when they broke in there and they were like, and then and then they unpaused Vince McMahon and he's firing AJ Styles and like, he's like I thought you were Christian. God damn it, you're not fired. <laughs> side, side note to the side note: Did Christian come back and wrestle a match? Oh, I did hear about that. Uh, yeah, he wrestled against Randy Orton. He got his one more match. <laughs> Nine years later. <laughs> okay, back to the back to fun stuff. <laughs> I didn't watch it though because I don't I, really watch the weekly shows. Was it but, on a uh, week? I thought it was on a pay per view. But that, that that being said, I wasn't going to watch a pay per view either. No, it was on Raw. Um, yeah. So, Money in the Bank 2020. Uh, Asuka won the women's Money in the Bank. Um. It was pr- it was pretty funny how she won. She was just basically running away from everyone the entire time, so she didn't really have to fight anyone. She just got to the roof first and won. Basically, she was on uh, the she was on the longest elevator ride ever. Yes. Um. Then Otis won the men's one because uh, I think it was Corbin and AJ were fighting over the briefcase and dropped it, and Otis picked it up. So. He, yeah, he Ter- went like a like a big dumb idiot. So terrible! Like he tried to step up on the ladder and broke the rung, and so he, like they made it out like he was too heavy to climb the ladder. But they've had Kane do it before. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm like he's like my height, you know. <laughs> because his build's not really that much different than yours. He's just tanner than you. Ah, oh. <laughs> I am Otis. Uh, I- <laughs> I should like him more then, but I I love Otis. I like Otis. He's, he's something tells right. something tells me that he's got opinions on some things that I'm not gonna like. So I hope to never hear them. But yeah, 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 definitely. That's that's why I don't like. I don't want to hear AJ Styles talk about anything. You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. I'm more real about that. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Otis is like, like a genuinely good guy. Like I wouldn't be shocked if AJ Styles is a monster. <laughs> um, I think he's uh too Christian to be a good guy. Uh, yeah, I think he's uh, a flat Earth mega dude. So not, not that's why sure the, that's that. what that's why the Undertaker wanted to work with him. Yeah, <laughs> they partnered up on that uh, nine line fucking 
brand t-shirt brand company. Which one? Oh, the the nine line. The stuff that Undertaker was wearing on the documentary. He was wearing like a bunch of like thin blue line shirts and nine line shirts. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, is nine line like the new like far right like douchebag workout gear? And then I saw someone actually like sporting that who looked like a far right douchebag workout dude. Like, yep, it is. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna assume it is. <laughs> Move on with my life. I'm gonna start workout gear for us. I'm gonna call it Fap Out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the name of the episode, folks. <laughs> episode 69.3, Fap Out. <laughs> no, it's gonna be episode 71, Fap Out, parentheses. Uh, the episode 69 saga continues. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. We'll have money back. Think of all the shirts we could remake. Just the fap out logo, which would be easy. A T looks just like an F. Right. But like there's the Kurt Angle shirt. Do you remember what that one said? Fap, fap, fap. (laughs) I'll I'll make you fap. <laughs> it could just say Kurt Dangle. <laughs> oh, this is a good idea. I actually kind of want to do this. I see dollar signs in our future. Everybody's got a price. But anyway, we'll talk about more about, uh, about that yeah. later. Um, so now we're getting into nut cutting time with these. Yeah, it's, ca- it's kind of getting to the the good stuff. So number six. Uh, and what we have to choose from is the Firefly Funhouse, Boneyard, Ultimate Deletion, Tag Team Apocalypto, The Leader Decay, and Final Deletion. I. Uh, what about the Tag Team Apocalypto? The Tag um, Tag Hardy. I think that's a good choice for for it here. Um, we both like this. We've seen it a couple times. Yeah, um, but I watched it ten times. I probably watched it less than that, but I've I've seen it a few times. The uh, um, the the TNA trilogy was my was a nice pick me up for a little while. Yeah, I think that was the best part of wrestling for uh, 2016, for the most part. <laughs> Twenty, um, yeah, for the most part, for the whole part. Yeah, I mean it's fair. Save to, I don't for, remember. Sa- save for Charlotte Flair doing a few moonsaults to the outside, it was the only good thing about wrestling. Well, I was going to say, like, I don't remember too much about, like, what else <laughs> happened in WWE. Like, maybe New Japan was doing cool. Uh, yeah, actually, to New Japan, like, the Omega Okada stuff was happening in, yeah, at that time. True. So, in so ring, that was probably the best. But, you know, since it happened in Japan, we'll talk about North American. We'll leave Japan yeah. out of this for right now. Um, yeah, yeah, their times are all weird. They look different. Well, we're all the same on the inside, pal. Uh, <laughs> um, so Ricky Morton gets lifted up at a forklift and then they shut it off so he can't get down and he's uh, he's very sad up there he's like please someone let me down <laughs> that was the highlight yeah, of this for me the, it was the joke of that it would be ridiculous that the Rock and Roll Express would work since then they've won the NWA Tag Team Championship yes <laughs> <laughs> since then I've was- seen I've seen Ricky Morton do more Canadian Destroyers than I would have ever imagined. <laughs> I, I can't really. Uh, since then, I want to say that I've seen more 
Midnight Express matches than Ryback matches. Oh, I, I've got to. Have, I had to have seen five. I've seen more Ricky Morton singles matches than Ryback matches. <laughs> uh, he never recovered after that CM Punk shoot. But yeah, uh, no. Tag Team but Apocalypse. I don't think he wrestles a lot, anyways. Though. Yeah, he's just sort of getting jacked. I think he's a workout guy. But uh, the Hurricane showed up with uh, Cameron Grimes and another guy. Yeah, that's and when the uh, Lake of Reincarnation had to get reprimanded for... <laughs> <laughs> Bringing back three count. Yeah. <laughs> Which was good. Um, so good touch there. Uh, aside from that, um, those were sort of just the only two highlights for me. Um, I think it ended with a big Hardy Boys logo on fire after they won. Was this the one where they burned the logo? Yeah. Well, this okay. is the one where uh, after it was over, like, uh, Vanguard 1 flew up and you could see the big Hardy logo with Matt and Jeff in it. And it was all on fire and stuff. It was like a cool visual. Just that way to end it. But we can agree that this is the worst of the TNA ones. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally stand by that. So now we're in the top five. So what we have left is Firefly Funhouse, Boneyard, Ultimate Deletion, uh, Deleter Decay, or the Final Deletion. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I have an answer. So you I say was going to say, I was going to say Ultimate Deletion. Here. I was going to say also the Ultimate Deletion. I think we're yep. on the same page. I think we're on the same page for what's about to happen. Yeah, so these are all very, really... They were very much on the same page. Yeah, these are all... So far, I've, I've had no objections except for, you know, number eight and nine. I would have reversed those two, but other than that, doesn't matter. <laughs> End of the list, so it doesn't, who cares? Um, the Ultimate Deletion was uh, the one that Vince McMahon had Michael Cole famously shit on before it started, and Corey Graves had to save it. Uh, and then it happened, and it was great. Um, the mower of lawns, uh, the chair of wheels, the Benny Hill uh, statue scene. It was... You've just been waiting so long for it to make its way into WWE TV that you just never thought it was ever going to happen. I mean, you, I never thought it was going to happen anyways. Yeah, I remember keeping you in the know on it. I was like, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, was pretty, I wasn't watching wrestling. I, the only reason... I knew about it because you told me, and that's the only reason I watched Raw. <laughs> I watched every minute of that Raw. <laughs> like, and like It's happened. They didn't tell you it was going to be the last thing on the fucking show. Uh, yes, we'll get to that. <sighs> uh, that's, that's how smart booking happens, so they can keep you the entire time. Um, they didn't do that with me last night. They lost me halfway through. Uh, but yeah, this one, I thought, like, wasn't bad at all. It was just... Uh, you know, I think... There's enough good here to make it better than everything else, but I think the other ones that are ahead of it had more to offer the wrestling business. I feel like this had less to offer than even the one we just talked about. Just the fact that this happened yeah, is a fucking miracle for a lot of reasons. But it, but it also led to uh, uh, Bray Bad. Wyatt. It also led to the Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy tag team tandem. Which should have been good. But, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if, well, I think the, if anyone else was booking the WWE tag team division, it would have been good. But yeah, WWE doesn't know how to book a tag team division anymore. They never did. 
Well, I mean, at one point they did, I guess. Wait, well, two points. Demolition. Well, I was going to say, like, the probably 87 with the Bulldogs all the way through maybe, like, 92 with uh, Demolition. But then also, like, I will, I'll, I'll say, like, probably 98 through maybe 2003 they had a good tag division. Yeah, but did anyone care about the titles? Or is it just yeah. the, they were the biggest train wrecks on the show? Well, they were, I, I feel like the titles meant something when, like, you know, Austin and Undertaker would hold them, then Kane and Mankind would hold them, and then the New Age Outlaws would win them back. Uh, I felt like they meant something. Austin and Triple H won them uh, from Undertaker and Kane. I feel like there was uh, there's various points in time where the titles meant something in WWE. Now, maybe I just don't remember as, remember it accurately. I'll take your I'll take your word for it. I, I feel like the, the tag titles have never meant as much as the singles titles, but uh, at the same time, when a, when two singles competitors had singles titles and the tag titles, I felt like they were sort of important uh, by proxy. Almost. Okay. But anyways. That's, so that's to, another story for another time, I guess. Now we're into the final four between the Firefly Funhouse, the Boneyard match, Delete or Decay, or the final deletion? And uh, I, I chose the last one, so why don't you go? A Firefly Funhouse match? Hmm. I was going to put Delete or Decay here. Okay. But tell me why you think Firefly Funhouse <laughs> is not as good as Delete or Decay. So I don't think Firefly Funhouse is as good as the Ultimate Deletion either. I wouldn't agree with that either. Um, I, I would say that it's not as good. But the uh, uh, it was just it was I can't really explain that's why it's I just like the other ones better. Sure. Than this, I mean there sure. were more wrestling matches and action scene-y, but this one is as high as it is because it's again like it's just ridiculous that it happened, and like they obviously didn't have that long to put this together. Right. So the fact that they could get something like this together and as long as they had and have it be like, also like it's very divisive and it's not for the people that watch WWE at all. That's, that's true. Uh, yeah. You've got a point there. It's like, it's like serving fucking pate at fucking McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, this is some real high society bullshit that they're like feeding to you, WrestleMania. You're dead on here, and I think you've convinced me. Uh, this should be number four, then. Uh, I like it more than the number we're ranking it at. Uh, I think it's better than Delete or Decay. Um, it's super artsy. Um, you super, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's also in the context of wrestling, so it really makes wrestling look stupid and awesome at the same time. And, yeah, uh, this is this is like only for like us, like the 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 people that this was made for. Like, it's such a fucking niche. Yeah, and it's like, but for everything, it's fucking John Cena. But for uh, I like John Cena. <laughs> I love gay. Yeah, I love John Cena. Ever since um, the U.S. title, I've loved John Cena. Well, I, I think it happened before then, maybe around like the Punk match, where I was just kind of like, you know, Cena always has awesome matches. I really should start stop hating him, and so I stopped hating him after that. But the U.S. title run was like, oh, I love John Cena now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like for everything you said, like I definitely saw people hating on this match and I was like, 
you don't get you don't get it then because like this is not meant to be wrestling this is meant to be like a movie and not all movies have to be nine minutes long this could be a 13 it was 13 minutes long and it was still like borderline breathtaking by the end of it yeah like, i did it I was could, a home I, run i've never watched this a second time oh you should i've watched it like three or four times yeah i need to i've never watched <laughs> what well, there's one left on here that I've never watched a second time. There's a, there's two left on here I've watched a real lot of times. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so yeah, Firefly Funhouse. Uh, I loved it, but we'll rank it four. Um, so number three, I feel like this should be Deleter Decay. Then so I will agree with that, but really for only one reason. But it has a lot to do with the other thing. I so like I've watched this as many times, like twenty times, twenty five times. Yeah, I watched this like three times the night it happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I popped huge for the mist spot, um, the green mist thing where uh, Roseberry spits it at Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy inhales it, spits it back at her. Um, brilliant! I thought it was hilarious. See, uh, I, I might even like this better than the first one. I don't. This, this, um, this is how you knew that there was a thing. There's, there was a lot more meat on this bone than there yeah. actually than there actually was. But like, we weren't really sure like what was going to happen with the with the eventual number one. Um, so like, like was it going to be like a one off thing where like okay now like. Like Matt Hardy's like gonna come to his senses and like not like just like take this thing like super far. Yeah, uh well like uh This was sort of like after he had already realized that he could push it as far as he wanted to and it would still be good. Um, yeah, this is this is where you knew that this was gonna be the best thing he ever did. Sure, sure. It might not uh, make up the most money he ever made, because it's impossible. This is the best thing he ever did. It's still but, the best thing he ever did. I mean, it might not be, but... But I, I think in terms of, like, the overall storyline, like, Delete or Decay, like, they were basically trying to kidnap King Maxwell, who is Matt's son, and they had no real reason to do it. It was just, like, what they wanted to do. And so, like, underneath everything, I think that's sort of where this, get, this drops down below number one and number two for me, is that there was no real reason... To have that be the premise. Do you know what I'm going to? It's the was it the the tag match that had like the full show behind it too? Yes. Okay. Because that that had like uh, Eddie that Edwards had, and Bobby Lashley in it too. Yeah, that had um, was it Spud that lost to King Maxwell? Yes. That also looked like a lot of people hailing Hitler in a room. Ugh. They weren't. But it looks like it. Ugh. Ugh. Hey, it wasn't. Hitler's a, Hitler's a dork. Yeah, Hitler's a real dork. This is an anti-Nazi podcast. Yeah. Um, what, yeah was the other I, thing? what was the other thing we were anti? Uh, also anti-child pornography. We're the yeah. first podcast to say we're both anti-Nazi and anti-child pornography. Other podcasts might be have that as a philosophy, but we're the first ones to say it. For, at least for both of them. Yeah, I know that so. there's at least one <laughs> podcast that's that was that's very anti-Nazi, and they like to let you know. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like but we're both, both should be. We're both, yeah. So we're the only one. <laughs> so far. Um, so now we have number one and number two left between the Boneyard match and the final deletion. And uh, who would you say is the runner-up? I would say Boneyard match. I agree. Um, the only reason it might be number one is because it legitimately saved WrestleMania. See, that's kind of what I, w- I wanted to put it above the Firefly Fun- Funhouse because I think this is a lot more revered than the Firefly Funhouse is. However, I think the Firefly Funhouse match is better than this. So the only reason that... <coughs> I mean, because this was night one. This yes. was the only thing that was worth talking about from night one. I remember getting a text from you. Uh, as soon as The Undertaker's music started, and you said, all right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, they're playing a bad Metallica song. So I was just like, oh yeah, so it's fucking American Badass Undertaker, officially. Perfect. Because um, it works so much better with him being the American Badass here. Is the only thing from the night one of WrestleMania that made you think that night two is going to be like watchable in any capacity? Yeah, yeah. It it and even Gallows and Anderson have admitted like they fired two of the people who saved WrestleMania this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I can't. Like, I can't wait until. Dude, I can't wait until all of the fucking non compete like NDAs from their release from all of them, every single. Yeah. Like, Dude, shoot interview is going to be so good for a little while. That well, Gallows and Anderson have already said like, what's their NDAs are up or, or midnight. Uh, it's, like, it's, it's it's the countdown of Fucktown. Yeah, like um, I'm, I'm so I'm looking forward to them going off on their WWE experience. If something tells me that there's a uh, triple. They do not like Triple H because they've let a couple of those slip. All right, uh, makes sense. They're um, going to probably burn that bridge. They have AEW, they have TNA, they have Japan. No they one needs need WWE, WWE anymore. Yeah, they don't need it. Um, and that's the good thing about the wrestling business right now is there are good alternatives. Ring of Honor is still a, a viable alternative. Um, it's a great. It would be a great place. I mean, that's we could fantasy book that forever. Um, in NWA, if it's not dead, it might be dead though. Why would it be dead? Uh, well, Logana got accused of uh, being a, a a sex pervert and uh, quit T- uh, quit NWA. He was the guy who like edited their their shows and booked it for him and stuff. So I mean, Billy Corgan can find someone. Billy Corgan owns the NWA. The uh, NWA's. I mean, we'll not, that, not that, I mean, I get the reboot is the reboot is a different animal than the original NWA, obviously, but like the name still has value. It's like Dave Lagana's is like fucking, he's not Jim Crockett. Well, he was the guy who made that engine go. So they pretty much need a new guy to, to write and edit the shows. Get a new guy. There's plenty of, there's plenty of wrestling minds out there. Bring Cornette back. But he can't edit the show. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, he can, he can find someone too. But that's the thing you're, you're adding. Like, is it going to be, they had one guy do all this, you know what I mean? So they're going to have to have, like, multiple people do this, so they're going to wind up spending a lot more money to make this happen now. That's fine. So, Billy Corgan's well, rich. I love that dog just barking and screaming in the background. You live in the noisiest, the noisiest fucking neighborhood I've ever been in, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a, a side story. Came over to your place for July 4th, and they had a fucking 
bomber fly overhead to go to like Boston. Dude, like loudest shit I've ever heard. I was like, Jesus, how low is that? And then I saw the pictures and it was like super high up in the air. There's there's two of them. That happened twice. One before yeah. you got there. Like insane how uh people thought that was cool because it was stupid. But anyways, yeah. So number one. The fucking final deletion, the one that started it all. Number one with a else. bullet. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really talk about the, the boneyard too much, but I feel like we covered it on a past episode. Yeah, but I mean five episodes ago we probably the only thing we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> uh saved WrestleMania, but the final deletion was really the one that Sa- got everyone. Saved most. TNA. <laughs> um I remember we this was during the neckbreaker days too, and I remember you were at you were there for this episode and I really didn't know if you guys would like it or not. I was just like like I thought it was hilarious, but you guys might hate it. <laughs> so it's like I was like, well, it's no. so bad, it's good. And then you guys loved it, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, it wasn't bad, that's the thing. It was just like, what do you do with that information? <laughs> like, I like goofy shit. I like corny, fucking cheesy movies that, like, em- embrace it. Em- embrace their campiness and sort of thrive in there. And that's what this did. It, like, embraced how preposterous wrestling really is. And sort of just thrives on just being like oh this is gonna gonna be what wrestling becomes because it's so fucking stupid it it was it was campy as shit but like it was also very weird yes well they had like weird background music and yeah uh, it was it it was it, it was equal parts campy like i wouldn't even say it was like cheesy or corny but it was just like so absurd they were shooting uh uh, roaming candles at each other. Yeah, Matt, like, Matt Hardy but, hides behind a, a dilapidated boat, who he then names, and like it becomes it becomes a character. It's canon. <laughs> also, like there's like there's a huge bump in that that like they didn't need to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's a goddamn movie. Yeah, well, Jeff Hardy's in it. Of course, he's taking a a big bump. Jeff Hardy can't like he's addicted to giant bumps. <laughs> Like that didn't have to happen. Like and it was like a, like a it was like a dirty New Japan table. <laughs> <laughs> well, also um, at the end, he falls off the Hardy symbol. Yeah, into like a mound of dirt, right? Yeah, can't feel great. Like, just don't do that. It's a movie. Yeah, but I also like how they get a tied... stunt. Get a stunt guy. They, they they tied King Maxwell's birthday into the at the finish of the match and him winning the match because it was his son's birthday. <laughs> also, he was a heel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it was so well done that he became a face. <laughs> yeah, that turned like really kind of a a deplorable character. Also, the um the promos after that leading up until the. To the um oh my god deleted decay. Also, we didn't talk about those where he's like fighting the king where he's fighting the kangaroo. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so th- I like the promos more than I like the match. Yeah, I we we didn't talk about like that's where he's called smoking Joe Frazier like and you can see like Jeff Hardy like loses shit a couple times in those promos. He calls uh 
the the monkeys, Matt and Nick, the spot monkeys. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and then he calls the giraffe George Washington. And uh, one of them was Easy E. Yeah. <laughs> says, uh, I know the the kangaroo was Joe Frazier. Yeah. And then it got into a fight with Jeff. He was trying to train Jeff for the fight to bring yeah. him back. Oh, man. Yeah, I like those better than I like the actual Deleter Decay match because those were just so funny. Yeah, it's, it, this week it's got to be a. I got to do a, a a broken Matt Hardy marathon. Not to like, <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to do it in AEW, right? At oh, some point, I mean, it's going to happen. I'm shocked they, that they didn't do it when there was when you they couldn't do live wrestling. You'd think that would be a perfect opportunity to have that. They were supposed to do one with. Uh, Jericho and Hardy, but I don't think it was logistically possible. And then they were going to do it with Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, but again, I don't think it's logistically possible. And uh, I think they just sort of pushed it off to the back burner for now until you know the covered stuff's a little. Yeah, I mean he's fixed. also doing like the the five faces of Hardy. Yeah. Too, which is like he's been trying to get that going for a couple of years. But I, I think eventually it's going to uh, result in a, a Jericho, Matt Hardy, Hardy compound match. Yeah, yeah. It should, I mean, it should with anyone he's feuding with, really. Yeah. Because I mean, he, I can think, work, I think, he can work forever if they do that. But Jericho would be the perfect person to do it because he would, uh, like, he's already, like, he could do super serious or he could be, like, a wise-ass, like, jerk well, guy. Let's, let's we're going to see just how good Chris Jericho is tomorrow. Or tonight, if you're a listener. <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, Orange Cassidy. He said he really likes this match. I guess it was already taped, but and he said it was one of his proudest matches. That pull-apart at the end of... Uh, during Dynamite last week was so fucking great. I really like how Orange Cassidy was just sitting there. Sugar Ducker didn't had him by his collar with a finger. And Jericho was like legit losing his shit. He's like, all right, I'm in. Like they do a very good job of having like the ridiculous and like very serious and very good storylines at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 kind of the attitude era in that aspect where like really dumb shit and like like serious stuff can happen. Like rock hard Jack Jake Hager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, uh... Fucking, I, I love how Lance Archer comes to the ring beating up a jobber. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite entrances ever. I also the, J- J- Jake Roberts is laughing at it the whole time. Yeah, Jake Roberts is uh is much better doing what he's doing than like even I could have imagined. Yeah, because he, a, a clean Jake Roberts is worth having around. Yeah, I I also like the direction they went with the the FTR and Young Bucks feud too. Like, I feel like they're really doing that right. Um, I'm looking forward to... Uh, the payoff? I'm looking forward to eventually, hopefully, Hangman and Omega break up, and that it becomes FTR and Hangman against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Oh, that's I would say that's almost definitely happening. But then like they... That, after what happened last week on AEW, I feel like that like they gave it away, but like it, it just made me excited to see it. I was like, all right, give me that, because that's what I want to see. Well, then they bring in the Briscoes and uh, James Storm, and they start a beer faction. That'd be good. 
That'd be a real good one. Call it Beer Cash. <laughs> the Briscoe Beer Company. <laughs> the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I can't think of a fun person to add to that group. <laughs> Me neither. But uh, I watched uh, I watched Raw last night for the sole reason of I wanted to see what the new U.S. title belt looked like. I like the new U.S. title belt. You sent it to me, and I didn't see it till this morning. So, but I thought it looked nice. Um, I like it more than I like the old one. I, I, I never, I was never really too fond of the older one, to be honest with you. Anyways, um, so I like it better. Uh, two things I noticed about it: number one, underneath the M and Champion is like the the wings of the eagle connecting to the head, and it looks kind of like a ball sack. It looks a lot like a ball sack. Um, the, other thing you, the other thing you have to say about it, I kind of don't agree with. Lead Storm, um, start to say it looks like an owl, and I was just like, maybe we just see what we want to see. I was like, why do I want to see balls? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, idiot. But the other thing that I noticed about this eagle on the plate is that it's 3D. It's it's very well made. Like if you look at HD pictures of it, like it looks gorgeous up close. Like expertly made like no question about it like people who made the people who made this belt uh were pros 100 percent. and uh i know for a fact they didn't design it uh wwe designs all their own belts in-house and then sends it to a belt maker and says make us this and they go okay that's why orange county choppers was in the belt business for a little while because they could do the 3d like uh cutting of the plates whereas other belt makers couldn't really do it I didn't uh, know that. Time. Yeah, so that's how they got involved. Um, the, I, don't, I also th- don't think they pl- the gold plated the belts. I think they just cut the belts uh, out of the the metal materials and then sent them to either Wildcat or someone else, and they plated the belts and then figured out they could do it. So they, I think Wildcat just handled, handles it all now. Uh, but anywho, uh, the eagle on this belt, uh, the wings are pretty close to being flat across the under it says champion not quite but pretty close and the only other place i've ever seen an eagle with like flat wings horizontally flat wings is in nazis uh symbol uh nazi symbols or the what about what about the the 2020 or the uh, trump campaign trump campaign logo (laughs) yeah that too Uh, i think that has a lot there's a there's a lot more to that one than there is to this one. I don't think w, anyone in WWE would consciously uh, try to invoke Nazi sim, uh, symbolism into the U.S. title belt. I don't think that was a thought process. What mm-hmm. I thought was Jimmy they, might. Yeah, but he would do it for heat. I don't think he believes. That <laughs> yeah, <stuff>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like on a conscious I believe in Nazism thing. I don't think the guys who develop who made this belt worth thinking that um i could be wrong but that's just my opinion uh also the wings aren't totally flat which gives me the i the mind that like they just wanted to put the eagle there because it looks cool and plus it's in 3d um so it like jets out of the belt a little bit so getting hit by this belt would really suck because you'd probably get like an eagle indention in your head if that's what they want um but overall, uh, much better than the old belt, in my opinion. Um, I just think that the old belt was around just a There probably should have been one in between the old belt and this one. There kind of was. 2004. It spinned. 
Was this one before the spinner too? No, uh, this one was created. um, It was a little bit smaller in the old scratch logo days. Yeah, um, and they beef they they made it a little bigger over time. Um, But then then they changed it to the spinner for Cena, and then they brought this design back. And it's been 2003 until 20, so 17 years. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, almost to the, yeah, to the month. I think they did, uh, they did 2003's, uh, July pay-per-view for SmackDown. Oh my God. Yeah, to the month that they had that belt. So for 17 fucking years of that belt. Yeah, that's too long for any belt. They've, also, that's not like Agreed. Them. Agreed. Um, you know when they really dropped the ball is when Rusev had that belt forever and, and not making it the European title for a little while. They really dropped the ball on that. They could have. They should have. Yeah. They should have made it the European belt. Real good chance, but nope. Um, I always preferred the WCW US belt design to anything WWE, and I still do. The uh, Hennig, the Hennig one. Yes, the three point. Uh, version technically four if you count the jmr plate but it's, it's three main plates um but this one is really good in my opinion and uh it actually i think i feel like it gives it more of a prestigious look because there's more gold to it um i feel like this i would rather have this one around my waist than the other one i feel like the the new belts they're making are more like chandeliers and the old belts they had are more like like the lamps they have above pool tables. Is <laughs> um, even the IC title? I mean, it's a little busy for my taste, but I don't think it's ugly. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't look like anything to me. Um, the IC title breaks my heart. Wait, because they don't need to have it. it. It the the belt they had previously was perfect, and what the, never the, the old replica of the ECW tag title. <laughs> Reggie Parks made. Uh, I mean, that's my favorite belt ever. So, like, I'll always defend that. So, when they replaced it with the the IC belt they have now, I was just like, it's just not. Like, I don't think it looks good. Who's had more of an impact on your life, Reggie Parks or Rosa Parks? I mean, <laughs> I definitely have more Reggie Parks. <laughs> like memorabilia in my house i mean like looking at my wall you know what we should do we should oh wow i got t-shirt ideas coming out of my asshole this week we should but make pictures of I, rosa parks with a with all the reggie parks belts on her and sell them <laughs> and to raise money for black lives matter that's a good shirt i like it's that it's a great shirt and it is for literally just us <laughs> But like I feel like in like the grand scheme of things, you know, Rosa Parks would definitely have more of uh, influence on my life in terms of like <laughs> philosophy and and how I how I conduct myself. I want that shirt so bad. <laughs> like, so I want to buy it off myself and donate the money. <laughs> so it's it's Rosa Parks and she has like she's holding two tag belts in both hands and she has the winged eagle and the IC belt like draped over her shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like the niche that would get that but how much that would pop them? That's a great idea. 
<laughs> oh, uh, so no, no, because Reggie Parks also designed the uh, WCW belt that Vader had. Okay, so <laughs> so so throw that one in there too. Yeah, but I think if we just did the, oh yeah, she could hold the instead of both tag titles, just one, just one tag title and the WCW belt. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's a joke for twenty, like in the world, not like just like twenty people we know. Oh, there's a lot of people in belt groups who are way bigger nerds than I am who would get that. <laughs> well, you are in the belt groups. Yeah, I uh, I, I missed out on a, a Hogan uh, winged eagle belt. I don't know if you do this, but uh, WWE has signature belts now for like. I. What do you mean? Do I do think I know it? I have one. Well, I mean, like you have one, but like they have, they've been designing like or redesigning belts. Is that that rock in. one? Well, the, that one was an actual belt uh, that was lost and never used. But what I'm talking about is they would take like the winged eagle belt and put it on like a red and yellow strap and have it say like uh, Hulk rule, uh, Hulkamania on it and stuff. Okay. Um, they have a Bret Hart version. They have a Shawn Michaels version. Uh, the Shawn Michaels version actually says Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels on the the plate instead of World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's dumb. I wouldn't spend money on it, but it sounds like really, neat. There's a terrible Triple H one that takes the, the Big Eagle Attitude Era belt and puts it on like a terrible Triple H strap. It looks awful. Uh, I hate it. And then they recently released the Eddie Guerrero Undisputed belt. So it's the Undisputed belt on like an Eddie Guerrero-themed strap that's like red and gold and green. Yeah. Um... And that looks really cool, too. But, like, yeah, they have, like, a line of, like, signature belts now. So it's, like, WWE's... And plus, their belt game has, like, gotten way better since they stopped using Figures, Inc., I think, and just use their own... Make their own belt replica belts. Um, the plates are way thicker. I think they're hollowed out to make them look thicker than they really are, but they're still, like, way more detailed now than they used to be. Yeah, I mean, the, have, the, the skull looks great. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that one, and I was just like, yep, yep, I could definitely see what they're doing now, because uh, the, the straps are better, too, um, they're of high, way higher quality, and uh, yeah, the plates are way more detailed, so what they're, they're so expensive, but you wait for like a good 30-40% sale, then definitely jump on them. Yeah. Well, well I was going to say, we're, we're about that time to... Uh, to end this show, I, I watched half of Rod shut it off for the U.S. belt, and we ranked. Yeah, we, we came up with two great t-shirt matches. ideas. <laughs> so, uh, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, go on uh, Instagram and pick up one of the Fap Out shirts or one of the Reggie Park shirts. <laughs> uh, the Rosa Reggie? Yeah. That's a great way thing to call it. Or Reggie Rosa. Either way. Um, God, I probably do that black and white really easy. Oh my God. <laughs> I, gotta th- I, gotta, I, gotta, I actually got to think about this. All right. I, I could design it and send it over to Bri. Yeah, that's the thing. Colorization. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll see Bri tomorrow. Yeah. Well, tell tell, tell him your idea and be like, Chris is going to send you like a drawing <laughs> if, if you can do it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he'll probably be able our, to do it. Yeah, that's our that's our plan is to start selling those for uh, 
for a good cause and I don't have anything. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll go through the logistics. I don't have anything I want to plug. So, uh, I don't know. What should we, Eh. what should we, what should we give them? Your choice this time. Hulk's the one. Okay. They say your heart is made out of stone. You got me hanging by a string. My friends don't tell me you're fat to the bone. Won't you please give your bone to me? Whoa, you're the one. From that very first look You got me down on my knees When you turned on the chart I heard the alarm I should have called the police Whoa, you're the one The only one Oh, the only one for me Oh, 